have hit record. And I am recording. All right. Hands up. Three, two, one. Beautiful. Ooh, your your video your video froze when I clapped, so it looked like you uh you fake clapped. You like went like this. I like to <laughs> I like to keep you guessing. Um is your foot up? What's going on? Are you reclined? Uh, Do you need to elevate that bad boy? No. Uh, okay. I'm still doing it sometimes, but I feel like it's less, less critical, you know. But that could be wrong. Fair. That could be wrong. <sighs> okay. I am going to, we're going to start. Welcome, everybody, to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Again, it is still the podcast that just won't die. Uh, there's only two of us today. Um, the, uh, the, the Packers fans are conspicuously missing from this, from this pod today. Uh, we're, we're just going to pour one out for them. Sports are tough. Uh, (laughs) Sports just sports, you know, never fails to uh, disappoint us. So, um, it's just, it's just me and Mike, you know, I am, I'm Ryan obviously. And, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, What's the weather like? Give us a weather update. I mean, before we get into the weather talk, I'd say that that we're cutting the fat, but it's kind of like the opposite. I feel like uh, just a very uh, we've we've got rid of the lean meat, and just now it's just the <laughs> the fatty meat that you really enjoy. To be honest, uh, it's not going to give you protein. It's not gonna it's not gonna help your Atkins diet, but mm, it's gonna taste really really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be quick. This is gonna be uh hopefully hopefully painless uh and you know hopefully my my daughter naps through this so oh my let's God. make this happen lord willing uh <laughs> weather update i mean i feel like there's there's two kinds of weather updates we're not doing weather predictions we've we've covered that um but we can say what other people are predicting on the weather pod uh or on okay. the, the weather part of this pod but today it's very very cold uh your boy your boy is is using the wood fire so it's nice and toasty in the house except when the wood nice. fire is on, uh, the heat goes down, and then when you go in the basement where the wood fire does not reach, it, it is a little. I would say it's cold, but it's definitely cooler. Definitely cooler. Okay. Um, All right. But the the real weather update is that when the U.S. men's national team plays in St. Paul, uh, now within the ten day forecast, this is what we need. Weather.com is currently saying a high of twenty one, a low of eleven, with a a 39, not a 40, a 39% chance of snow. So um, as far as weather goes in Minnesota in early February, that's not terrible. Uh, that's great. That's not terrible. It's great. It's not like tomorrow or uh, Tuesday when it's supposed to be a high of negative one. Um, mm, I love those days. I love those days. I mean, they're cold, right? They're but cold. I'm, I, I I'll, am always, I just enjoy looking at a high that says, you know, below zero. I don't know why. When I lived in Chicago, I've lived through some really cold uh, winters, and I just—it's just—it's wild how cold it can get. It is—it—it it always just blows my mind. You're a, and like a high—a high of negative ten is like—it's—it's it's wild. That's the high. You're a dark man. I respect it. I know it. And know. Um, on a personal note, I realized so I'm hopefully going to be in a boot. Uh, when this game happens, but I realize when you're in a boot, you can't wear a boot. I can't wear my nice warm boot on my left foot. And so uh, yep. I'm just thinking about how many socks I can wear that night. Uh, 
And so if anyone Wait, has, are exp- you, huh? Are you you're going to this game? I didn't realize that you were going to this. I thought you were trying to offload tickets, or uh, I did not realize you were going to this game. No, I'm going, baby. Well, I'm trying. Oh, all right, I'm trying. Uh, so I'm gonna be hobbling around in a boot, wearing like five pairs of socks on my left foot. Uh, if anyone has other advice for ways to keep my foot warm, uh, other than socks and foot warmers, I'm open to those. Uh, are you gonna wear a plastic bag? I'm definitely considering wearing a plastic bag. You know what you should do is, uh, you know how like marathon runners always get those like uh, oh. insulating blankets? Yeah, yeah. Should should wrap it in that. Wrap my foot around that. That's good. Okay. I'll, uh, Isn't it just tinfoil? I think so. Yeah, maybe I'll just wrap it in tinfoil. I don't know. I'll have to ask like <laughs> Colin. He's run a marathon. He probably has there you one go. of those lying around. Exactly. Colin, if you're listening exactly. to this, text me about what that is. <laughs> uh, I think that that's, that'll just keep you warm. Maybe you should just wrap yourself, the, your entire body in tinfoil. <laughs> Are you going to have one of those uh, little scooters that you can like put your knee up on and... No, I've got crutches. They they offered me that, but my house, uh, the way it's built, there's like a little set of stairs, like every mm-hmm. eight feet. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't very useful. Like to get to the bathroom, there's one step you'd have to go. You have to go over uh, to get between the couch and the kitchen. There's two steps. So just I not see. not very practical. I see. So your boy's gonna be crutching around. Um. Okay. Well. I I certainly hope that you enjoy being out in that cold weather. Well, not so cold. Balmy, 22 degrees. Yeah. I'm uh and possibly snow. It would be um ironic's not the right word, but it would be uh it would say something if after this surgery they have to amputate my foot because it freezes off. <laughs> I got a doctor that could do that for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Home amputation. Uh, <laughs> On the on the bathroom floor, she's uh, she's good at those uh, bathroom floor operations. Um, all right, let's let's moving on. Uh, oh, actually, no, we'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait till post post game for this. Oh, for my this interest question. is so peaked. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, it's just good podcasting, Mike. Um, let's move on to emails okay. or email. I should say. Here we go. Uh, one email from George. He says, I know that this happens to some degree in all sports, but I feel like the rate of retread managers in the large clubs is very high when compared to other sports. Do you feel like this is the case? Why do you think this is? It may just be that other teams that I cheer for all have coaches on their first or second head coaching job, and Moyes is on his six. Is the the bias towards old old coaches more significant in soccer? Um, And kind of comparing that to the, the three major sports, he says, there's a big uptick in young coaches in the U.S., in the last five to 10 years compared to soccer. Um, Palmer, what you say? Well, let's, let's define the term retread manager. I think in, in our case, when we say retread, we're saying like, for example, um, Everton are in need of a manager and uh, uh, Bobby Brown shoes, Martinez um, is rumored to possibly take that managing job again Mm -hmm. he was once manager of everton so that in that sense is a retread um the way that george is asking this question i i don't know if these are technically retread managers like Moyes was never manager of west ham um i can't think of any other examples of like a manager i mean i guess 
Mourinho coming back to Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Carlo Ancelotti, he's at Real Madrid again. He was there before. Right. Uh, yeah. Like stuff, stuff like that. You mean where it's actually the same guy coming back to the same job just several years it, later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and then so in terms of like what George is asking, like going to, um, you know, managers that have managed previous teams uh, rather than bringing in, uh, you know, a relatively unknown name. I think that this is common throughout sports, right? Like you just go with somebody that you know that can do a specific job maybe. Yeah. Um, I think you think of like Sam Allardyce being somebody that, prevents a team from uh, relegation. Tony Poulos is another name that comes to mind for that. Um, so if you're a team that is in need of some sort of um, job done, then you go out and you find that manager. And these managers aren't usually like long-term options to the problem, right? Um, maybe your long-term option is a younger name, uh, but those are experiments, right? Those are unproven names that uh, probably have a short leash because they're not a big name. Um, and if they don't do well, then it's they're going to be kind of a quick, uh, quick fix. We need to like fix this problem and turn this boat around. Yeah, I, kind of thing. So I feel like also just like the pool of managers is a lot bigger in soccer um, because mm-hmm. you have so many leagues and clubs aren't afraid to hire a manager at a pretty high job. Who's never coached in that league before. Like, you know, Antonio Conte, he got hired at Chelsea uh, and he, it's not like they, you know, they said, okay, well let's see how you can do, uh, you know, at whatever Brentford first. And then if you do well at Brentford, it's like, no, he, you know, he was a manager at big clubs in, in Italy and he did well. And then they brought him in. So your, your sort of pool of clubs is like several times bigger in soccer. I mean, you know, in the, you know, the NBA, there's, there's obviously, there's a lot of professional leagues around the world, but I don't think there are any non-American head coaches in the NBA. Like we just haven't gotten to that point if we ever will. And then, right. you know, with like the NFL, there's just, there's not other football leagues out there. There's like the CFL, which is kind of a different game. So I think that's part of it. It's just like the pool is bigger. And so, yeah, we just kind of keep hearing about these names. If you're if you're a guy like Mourinho who had success, like even though you've done pretty poorly for the last, you know, seven to seven or eight years or however long it's been, there's just always a club out there that's like, well, you know, well, we'll take a shot on this guy or, you know, here, here's someone who, you know, he's coasting the league before. So we think he'll do well. Um, so I definitely think that's, that's a big part of it. Um, but also like, kind of like you say, Palmer, I think sports are just sort of, inherently a little bit conservative you know there's a lot of money involved and um it's not like american sports where you can be really bad for a couple years and just sort of rebuild and you know in soccer if you're really bad all of a sudden you're you're relegated or you know if you're a big club you go from the champions league to not making the champions league and that really has big financial implications and it means you're gonna have like a player exodus so i think that kind of takes away some of the the risk taking there right yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Um, do you see this is, this is going to be a tough question for you, Mike. I'm ready. Uh, George, George mentions kind of like younger coaches, three major sports in the U S have all seen an uptick in young coaches 
in the last five to 10 years. So you think about like uh, football right now, um, these are all coaches that kind of have come through the ranks, but like you have Sean McVay, young guy, uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, the coach of, I'm blanking on the coach's name from Green Bay, but these guys have had very uh, early on success and these guys are kind of thought of as like the next great coaches and geniuses of the game. Um, do you see any coaches like that or managers right now in the uh, world of soccer that we should be keeping our eyes on? I mean, tactics are garbage. This, this much we know. Uh, does, it, does it even matter if you have a coach or not? You know, these things, I'm not sure. But I will say, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys who, like, we kind of grew up watching uh, that are now at big coaching jobs. And so despite what we just said of, like, yeah, there's a lot of retreads. I mean, Arteta, Gerard, um, Lampard's not in the Premier League, but he was. Patrick Vieira. Like, these are all guys who are, frankly, not that much older than us and are coaching at, you know, pretty high to very high levels. Um, uh, you know, Xavi is now the coach at Barcelona. He's another guy that, you know, we grew up watching. So I think we are just, you, you do see guys coming in. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, kind of some of the stuff we said before in terms of like, if any of those guys are going to be great. Um, I mean, you know, Gerard seemed to do very well at, at Rangers, but that's just such a different level but he's started, I would say pretty brightly up at, up at Villa. Um, so, you know, he's one that, you know, I guess of, of those guys I mentioned seems to be doing the best, um, you know, Arteta is maybe at a, a bigger club and is coached under Pep um, at city, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's again, what about d- like, does it really matter? What about like what, <laughs> what about like Jesse Marsh, right? Like he was the, he, I feel like he had a moment, couple years ago maybe and then i haven't heard his name in a while um is that do do you see like an american manager breaking into these ranks or is it just going to be strictly european names that yeah uh are managing big clubs like i mean you know the good thing for jesse marsh is that once you get to a certain level of of managing you can have a few uh bad runs and still get a job at a decent level like you know, Marsh, he did well in Austria, and then he got this job at RB Leipzig. It didn't go well. A lot of, you know, commentary basically said it, you know, kind of wasn't his fault. They shouldn't have brought him in. He, you know, wasn't the right fit, kind of was set up to fail. Um, and there's been rumors about him, you know, getting like a, a job at like a big team in Russia or, you know. I, so I think he will get another chance. Um, it's just a matter of where and, I, you know, I'm sure at this point, he's probably got a nice little payout from Leipzig uh, and will uh, kind of sit on that until he finds a job that he likes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, just because you mentioned Marsh, like his, uh, the guy who was before him uh, at Leipzig and now is at Bayern is Julian Nagelsmann, who's younger than us. Um, So in terms of, you know, young coaches, like he's, he's already at, you know, probably the biggest club in the world right now. And he's 34. Um, So, you know, I I think we do see a lot of it. There's, yeah, we, we see a lot of young coaches, you know, I think when Pep broke through, he was also like in his thirties or, or young forties. Um, and a lot of times, like, you know, those young coaches are the ones who are sort of pushing the, the style of play. You know, when Klopp came through, he was, he was pretty young, um, at Dortmund and, and he really brought in like the, the gang and pressing, uh, or sort of, you know, 
took it to a next level. So I think it, it will be interesting to see, you know, if any of these young guys sort of evolve the style of play. Um, but, you know, it, it should come as no surprise to anyone that I'm not someone who gets too excited about coaching. <sighs> All right. Well, so then here's my last question for this segment. If you were a manager, what type of career would you want to have? Would you want to have like the Jose Mourinho massive success early on, became a big name, bounces around from club to club, uh, you know, wins a lot of trophies here and there, has obviously had kind of a, a downfall in the last, uh, you know, seven to eight years, like you said. Um, or would you like to have like, uh, you know, solid job, managing a team that has kind of mid-table expectations, maybe competes for a trophy every once in a while, but it's, you know, you're not going anywhere. Or would you like to have like the Sir Alex Ferguson kind of career? Um, I guess we could throw Pep in there too, where he's been successful pretty much everywhere. But yeah, uh, what what kind of manager would you want to be? I mean, what kind of job would you want? And why would it be at Tranmere? Uh, th- this guy got close to coaching at Tranmere, at least geographically, but I already mentioned him, but Carlo Ancelotti, um, he just seems very chill. He's like well-known as, as a man manager. Um, there was a, a press conference of him a, a few years ago where, you know, basically, uh, a journalist said, you know, you're known for having a very soft hand. And he said, yeah, these soft hands have won three champions leagues. And uh, I just, you know, I really appreciate his style of like, he seems pretty, pretty level headed. Uh, He's coached at a lot of big clubs, but he has moved around a lot. He's not always had like super success, like, you know, Pep. And I don't think anyone really necessarily looks at him as like a a coaching genius or anything. Um, But clearly uh, he's, he's well thought of. Otherwise he wouldn't keep getting these, these high jobs. And, um, you know, he, he does well everywhere he goes, uh, maybe Everton excluded. He seems to he seems to win something. Uh, and now he's back at Real Madrid and they look very, very good. So, yeah, I mean, I I like the idea of kind of getting a chance to move around a lot. Um, and it does seem like, especially nowadays, that coaching uh, people get tired of you pretty quickly. But I don't know. What do you think? You're. Are you, you're a, a former coach. Are you still coaching? So you're probably no. better positioned to answer this than I am. I I'm not coaching anymore. Um, I I think I would kind of prefer the Sir Alex uh, just have like a really long tenure. Um, win a lot. Uh oh. Win a lot and uh, you know get my trophies here and there and and but but be just be able to put down roots in a place. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of what I would like to do. I don't like the bouncing around, trying to figure out, you know, new places and yeah. I, you don't I'll, want your, I'll be able your to kids, travel enough. You don't want your kids to have to go to a new school every three years. I don't have to worry about that. Exactly. Like, you know what? <laughs> exactly. Not a problem. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So that's uh, that's it for emails. Uh, Mike, hit them with the email address. Oh. Uh, soccerthread at gmail.com. I feel like you've, you've done my job for me here, which is exactly <laughs> what, what I like to have happen. Um, also, really nice email from George. Enjoyed, enjoyed this Great topic. email. Great email. I mean, all the emails um, are great, but this one was especially great. You know, we're really good at just kind of pulling out content from emails, so we, we appreciate everyone that does our content writing for us. So, <laughs> um, 
All right, we're going to talk about the U.S. Men's National Team roster in just a minute. Uh, this is called a tease in the business. But a name that's not on the roster, Mike, is um, Josh Sargent. Uh, Sergeant Mania sweeping the globe. Oh my God! Um, what what kind of socks are you going to buy, Colin? Such a good question. Because because this this bet is over after uh, it, after it Friday. It, it feels like um you know maybe it's too soon to be making election jokes, but like when um when there's a close election and you know the the candidate who's behind, it's like they're probably going to lose. But they're just not going to concede yet. They're just like out of principle. Yeah. I'm just I'm going to wait for all the votes to be counted, um, and we'll just we'll see what happens. But it does not look good uh, for me. <laughs> but in a in another sense, I'm I'm happy because I think I've said this before on the pod. I made this bet thinking, all right, Sergeant's either going to bomb and I'll get some socks, or he'll do very well and I'll have to buy Colin socks. But Sergeant's doing well, and that will bring me some amount of joy. And it seemed like I was going to get the worst of both worlds. He was doing very poorly, but doing well enough that I'd have to give Colin socks. And so I'm yeah. hoping that this is, you know, a trend. He recently became a father. Speaking of fathers, he's probably looking to put down some roots. He's probably thinking, all right, I need to start scoring goals here. Or my kid's going to have to find a new school every two years for the next 15 years. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's just the motivation he needed. So I'm happy about that. I will probably get Colin... Some kind of socks related to uh, gingers or maybe babies or father fatherhood, uh, one of those things. Haven't decided. I honestly, I you know, I haven't really started looking for socks because I still thought I was going to win this bet. And then yeah, what happened on Friday uh, just kind of changed things. Did you see the goals? Like, what what are your thoughts on on the goals? Did you see any of his interviews? Like, what? How are you feeling right I, now? No, I did not see any interviews. Uh, but the goal. The goal, his the first goal. goal. The his second goal was a just a, a great header, right? John Lee like special, I call that. Yeah, the back from where, back it, came. where it came from, um, baby. Uh, but the the first goal, I mean, obviously the first question, did he mean it? Yeah. I, see, so this is what do we call this? Is this like a, a half scorpion, half scorpion, uh, a Giroud special, a, a Giroud special? Yeah, I mean. I feel like he did mean it. I mean, this ball was played behind him, and the only play to even get a foot on it uh, is to kind of flick that that front foot uh, back behind you and try to scorpion it into the goal. Um, this was a pretty, you know, like moment of genius from Josh Sargent, who, you know we have deemed a, a non-goal scoring striker. So, um, you know, having a kid changes a lot in your life and uh, maybe it also changes your ability to score goals. I, I feel like also this was almost the way that he had to break his his drought is a goal that he, did, he couldn't really think about that you just have to react on. And, you know, whether he meant it or not, how much skill involved in this or not is kind of beyond the point at this point. It's like, all right, he remembered how to score. He got to do, you know, a little rock the baby celebration. And uh and then, he it almost seemed like he forgot to do that. Like <laughs> uh he was just so shocked that he scored that I think his uh his celebration game's not so great right now. Yeah. Well he he did well on the second one. The the celebration yeah. I thought was pretty good, but yeah, you're right. I think he was probably just so like confused that <laughs> it actually went in. Um but the second goal was like it was a it was a really good header. He just kind of climbed over somebody and 
thumped it back, uh, you know, in the far post. Uh, so yeah, I mean, best case scenario is that, uh, you know, he, uh, he scores some more goals and then, you know, for whatever reason, uh, he just doesn't play a lot. Maybe he becomes a super sub and scores a goal every game and plays 30 minutes. Um, we can always hope for a call up in, in March and just the fatigue of travel. Um, you know, maybe that will take away his minutes, but it's, it's not looking good for me right now. Speaking of a call up, I'm being called up to my daughter's room. I'm going to go try to put her binky in and, uh, see if she'll fall back asleep. Mike, talk to us about the U.S. men's national team roster that I'm, was... I'm not going to do this by uh, myself, Palmer. I'll, I, I can listen to you. I'll have my headphones in, I promise. Okay. That was so uh, fast. Oh, Incredible binky, yeah, this, binkiness. It's not going to, this is not going to last. This is the beginning of the end. Uh, I think so. Let me, maybe I'll pod with her in my, in my lap for a minute. <laughs> we'll see if we can get through the men's national team roster. Hold on. Oh, her eyes were wide open when I went up there. Yeah. So, I mean, if we have to call it, we have to call it. This is... Some oh, some pod oh, is better. Forgot to start a sleep time. Oh. Uh, some pod is always better than no pod. That's true. <clears throat> uh, let me go grab her, and then we'll try to wrap it up. Sounds good. Here we go. All right. I didn't pause any of the recording. Yeah, we're still rolling over here. Okay, good. All right. Do we need to clap back in? Should I do a three, two, one? Yeah. I mean, I think we did this with me and Dan uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think think Cliff just figured it out. Cliff's Cliff's smart like that. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team roster. So I'm going to uh, start with, 
Okay, that was the uh, Josh Sargent. Uh, he was not on our roster. Um, Mike, you'll be seeing this team in February in uh, cold, cold Minnesota. Um, how, how do you feel about this roster? What are you predicting from this team other than um, disappointment? Uh, so, you know, I'm optimistic and pessimistic at the same time. We've got home games against El Salvador and Honduras. Those should be wins. We've got an away game to Canada uh, without their best player. You know, that feels like a very winnable game as well. So, I, you know, I'm going to say we get, I'm going to say we get seven points here. I think nine points is very realistic. I think uh, fewer than nine is possible. Uh, got a lot of cold weather games. We've got a squad notorious for having uh, bad hamstrings. So I'm a little worried about that. But Palmer, I want to ask you about, you know, some, uh, some decisions that that Burhalter has made. Uh, so okay. my favorite decision he made is to bring in one left back and four right backs. Uh, so he's got Miles Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's a left back for sure. Then he's got Yedlin. He's got Dest. He's got Reggie Cannon. He's got Brooks Lennon. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, you know, he was asked about this. And he basically said, you know, we think all these right backs can also play a left back. Um, he also mm-hmm. mentioned Acosta as a potential left back. Do you do you like that? Do you like the idea of playing guys out of position? Uh, I mean, is this that important? Like a you know left back or right back? You know they're they're kind of interchangeable. Like, what are your general thoughts on on this move here? I mean, Mike, you of all people uh, should love this move because tactics, like you said, are you know bullshit. So you should be able to play where, you know, if you're a talented enough player, you should be able to play wherever the coach puts you, and it shouldn't matter, and you should be able to go out and and get the result. Now, if you're a a left back and you can't kick the ball with your left foot, then that might be a problem, (laughs) right? But these guys are professionals, so they all should be able to at least be uh, serviceable with both feet. Um, This, yeah, like... Listen, I I'm listening. am. <laughs> I don't particularly like this because it feels like Greg is experimenting in a in a portion of the World Cup qualifying where we shouldn't be experimenting thing with things. Um, we should be consistent with our lineup. Uh, you know, a couple tweaks here and there to to kind of tactically fit whatever you want to do. But uh, this feels like saying that all these guys could play in, in this position um, feels like he's trying to figure out some sort of experiment. He's doing something uh, that, you know, this is what he tends to do, right? Like he tries to like galaxy brain things <laughs> and um, it sometimes doesn't work out. Right. And, uh, if if anything, the international game requires kind of consistency because you don't see each other, you don't yeah. play with each other that often. So you should be able to kind of walk into any camp and be like, I know what my job is. I know what is ex- expected of me uh, so that you can just go do your job. Do you- and, you know, but this feels like it's like, I'm gonna just throw something at the wall and see what sticks. And that do you think that uh, like that doesn't feel maybe great. maybe we're overthinking Greg's rationale that maybe he hates left-footed players, 
Um, Cause he also didn't bring in Brooks this camp. Uh, he hasn't brought him in a few camps now. He said, quote, well, we've, we've established that Brooks is, is washed. So. Well, Colin says he's washed. I mean, he started a bunch of Bundesliga games in a row, um, uh-huh. which is, you know, a pretty good level, uh, a better, a better and more consistent level than some of our other center backs. Like Mark McKenzie is not always playing in Belgium. Uh, and so I'm starting to think just maybe, maybe he just doesn't like left-footed players. I think Anthony Robinson <laughs> might be the only left-footed player on the roster. Can't, can't confirm that a hundred percent. But, you know, we talk about biases. We talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> equity in this world. And, and I think this is an area that maybe we shy away from. Okay. All right. I, I, uh, let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. Greg doesn't like left footed <laughs> players. Um, Palmer, some, some kind of, some kind of, I don't want to say new additions, but guys we haven't seen play at least meaningful minutes recently. Um, guys like Luca De, De La Torre, who's only played like a handful of minutes in qualifying. Jordan Morris has been out. Who hates, hates tactics. Hates tactics, right? just like okay. me. So he's a favorite. Uh, yep. Jordan Morris, who was out injured basically all of last season. Uh, he played a tiny bit at the end of the season. Now he's been called into camp. Um, Zardes mm. has been out for a little while. Uh, he's back into camp. Uh, Reggie Cannon hasn't featured much recently. He's back into camp. Of those guys, and if I'm missing any others, you can name those two, but are are any of those guys like ones that you're really excited about, like think that they could fill an important important hole for us? Uh no. <laughs> this here's here's my uh my tinfoil hat thinking on this. Just like you think that Greg doesn't like left-footed players, I'm thinking Greg's bringing these guys in so that they tear a hamstring in Minnesota or in Canada. Wow. Diabolical. Uh, and then and then he can be like and then he can be like I don't have to call these guys in I don't have to worry <laughs> about them they're injured so we can just kind of wipe them off the off the roster that's that's my um that's my galaxy brain Man. for Greg Man, you have a, a very <laughs> low opinion of Greg very evil opinion um I if anything Mike I try to con- stay consistent in my takes about Greg that's so. that's fair that is very fair. <laughs> uh are you worried at all about lack of fitness for like some of the MLS guys um or like Des Des started today but hadn't started in like a couple months. Uh Brendan Aronson has been off in Austria for like over a month. Is that something that you're worried about or do you think like between, you know, having a big roster and, you know, other guys who are fit, it'll get papered over? I mean, you got to think that these guys are staying fit some way, right? These guys are professional athletes. They in the off season, they should be working and, and staying fit. I mean, you hear stories about guys coming into camp like out of shape, but you know, hopefully they're they you know this is it's a big deal. This is a World Cup uh, year. Um, they're working to get onto that roster for a World Cup. Like you would hope that they're they're working to stay fit to make sure that they can kind of make the most of the chances that the, that they get. Um, you know, it's also a little worrisome, right? You talk about, you know, these guys have bad hamstrings. We have a lot of guys on this roster that tend to Very have tight hamstrings. Uh, soft tissue, Very tight hamstrings. <laughs> soft, soft tissue issues, right? Like Christian Pulisic for one, um, you know, playing in essentially what two pretty cold weather, um, 
uh, games in, in Canada. I mean, the, the other one's three. in Columbus, okay. so it's not going to be not going to be balmy. Uh, right. Also very cold. Uh, you just kind of you would hope that their fitness level will be good enough that they don't come away with some sort of weird, uh, you know, muscle strain or something. Um, but I already predicted that the ones, the names that we don't really uh, know are probably on there for that reason. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, hopefully that they, they're, they're fit and they're, uh, they've been working to stay fit because this is a big year. It's a big opportunity for those guys. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least we'll be playing in cold weather, I guess that like, I don't know. That seems like it would help people who aren't fit, but that's not based on science. That's just based on when I'm not fit and it's hot, I get tired very quickly. And I haven't, I haven't been I mean, fit a long time, so I get tired very quickly all the time now. There's no one on this roster, is there, that has any World Cup appearances? Am I right? Yeah, I think. I think that that's true, right? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 it would make, but yeah, he might be the only one. Okay. Yedlin. Right. So that has to be, you know, this is, this is big for, for these players. Hopefully they can, you have to think that that's on their mind, right? Just getting to the world cup. So hopefully they're staying fit. What are your hopes and dreams for this, this window? Oh, I mean, I want to win every game. I want nine points. Canada is leading the, what is this? The, How many the teams octo. are in this thing? The, the oct. Uh, they're leading it, right? It's, that's a big story for Canada. Um, we have an opportunity to kind of knock Canada down a notch uh, and, um, and come away with, with three points against them in, in Canada. That would be huge. I feel like Honduras, that has to be three points. Um, I don't. Who else do we play? Uh, El Salvador. <laughs> El Salvador. That has to be three points. So, you know, we have, what, uh, three home games? and Or no, two home games and, a, and an away yep. game? Uh, if, if it's win your home games and draw away, so then we have to come, we have to have seven or nine points in this like um which makes me feel like we're gonna probably lose two and win one yeah or like draw two and win one and it's mm-hmm. the panic machine will get revved up again yeah. so this this uh window definitely feels like it could very well end with us like in a full-blown panic or with us basically qualified for the world cup uh or anything right. in between so yeah. i'm you know, looking forward to that uh, that pendulum going back and forth. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, anything else on on the men's national team roster? I mean, you know, uh, Matt Turner rumored to be going to Arsenal as in a backup capacity. That could be fun. Um, he'll that's he'll go to Arsenal and then get loaned out immediately. Let's. Let's be honest about that, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he could just do a, a Stefan and just play play cup games or whatever. I mean, Stefan has kind of shown that you can be a number one and be a backup. Uh, so he's probably just like, well, let me go get paid. And, you know, he's probably making like $150,000 in MLS and would make 
two million at Arsenal and have to do a whole lot less. So Yeah, but Arsenal already have they have like two uh goalkeepers on the roster already that are that I can't remember yeah. their names, but the one that, that's playing now has has been playing great, right? So I feel like Turner's not gonna be able to break I, in. I there. think the idea is that they so bring him in and sell sell uh what the uh Lent Leno? They'd, yeah, they'd sell right. him because he kind of has been displaced okay. and is on big wages. So they'd get rid right. of him and then bring in Turner on lower w- wages. And he would just I sit got on you. the bench and watch Arsenal implode you. every week. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh. So uh, anything anything else? Matt Turner. With Brennan Aronson uh, getting big money offers from Leeds. So we're... we're <laughs> Waiting on the text from Keevan with the insider information for when that deal is going to happen, but and the Leeds fans are going crazy about it, right? Like they they love this move. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I think it's you know Keevan's on a part of Leeds Twitter that just gets really excited about about anything. So everything, I respect <laughs> it. That's good. That's good. Um, all right, let's do a quick whip around from uh, news from this weekend. I didn't watch a ton of soccer. Uh, I was able to watch Chelsea beat. Spurs for the third time this month. Um, yeah. So uh, Chelsea, not as bad as we think that they are, or maybe Spurs are worse. <laughs> yep. She doesn't like Spurs either. <laughs> um, the, so yeah, the Chelsea just kind of own, own Spurs. And uh, I think Spurs have to call Chelsea their daddy for, for the rest of the year. From, from one daddy to another. Um, what do you think, you know, Spurs, obviously, you know, a few years ago, they were in the Champions League final, they were pushing for Premier Leagues. Now they kind of seem back to their more normal Spursy self. Uh, you know, they, they've lost some of their defensive prowess, but they still have Kane, they still have Son, they still have Lloris in the back. Um, like, what do you, what do you think is kind of responsible for where Spurs are right now? Um, compared to where they were a few years ago. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, well, it's just been a lot have uh, inconsistency, a lot of change, right? We've we've changed managers three times um, since Pochettino left. Uh, You know, not spending money to go out and get big signings. Our one big signing in in Domele has not panned out. and in fact, it's probably a pretty toxic relationship, what it seems like. Uh, so, you know, that consistency doesn't help. Um, the, the, we didn't make the right manager choice at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think Conte was, uh, was on our list and we wanted him and we couldn't, the offer that we gave him originally, he didn't like. So we had to sign Nuno. Uh, that obviously didn't work out. Now, you know, we get Conte, um, but it just seems like it might be a little too late. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can have some stability uh, with with him at manager. Just maybe get through the year here, <clears throat> finish in the top four, uh, and then we have Conte under uh, for you know under the helm for at least uh, a season. Uh, but who knows? Like that's that's the thing that like you said, like managers come and go so quickly nowadays. Um, is Levy going to be uh, willing to 
keep him, um, you know, or make a change quickly. But who knows? but you want to uh, keep Conte around? You, you, you like I do. I mean, I I've I've liked what I've seen from him so far, except when he's playing against Chelsea. <laughs> um, that was the first. I think his first loss uh, in the Premier League since he started at Spurs. Right. Um, so that's a pretty good record. Uh, you know, it almost happened on what was it Thursday um, against Leicester, but we needed two kind of miracle goals from Bergwijn uh, in the last two minutes of stoppage to to win that game. Um, you know, it's been a season of like you know pretty high highs and and really low lows, but uh, hopefully Conte can bring some stability. I think that that's kind of what they've they've been missing since Pochettino. I mean, Pochettino was around for so long, and he was able to bring in those young guys and, and develop them, and and uh, uh, we saw those those benefits. If but, if there's uh, one guy that you can get rid of, and one guy that you could bring in from another team, that's you know somewhat realistic. Uh, what would it be? Who 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 would you get rid of? Who would you add? Oh man, uh, I particularly hate Harry Winks. <laughs> Me too. I think um, he's a bum. I he I do th- I think he is a bum. Um and I feel like we have like uh we have a bunch of Harry Winks on yeah. our team. Like like we we have enough of those guys. Um there are rumors that Spurs are trying to sign I don't know if I like this or not. Um but they're trying to sign uh Triore which uh it the reason being is that Emerson Royale has um not done well enough in services so he was a big signing for us and he's not been great um so if that's what Conte wants I'll I'll take it I like watching Triore kind of maraud up and down the the wing um so I like it I'll take that I'll take that signing I like it a lot I love, I love, I love that um, I've been able to trick you into talking about transfers with me by not saying transfers explicitly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the silly season. You love silly season. Um, all right, let's talk about this last one. You, you uh, bullet point here. Um, Christian Eriksen, former Spur, uh, is signing with Brentford. Um, I think he has been quoted as saying that he wants to be match fit uh, for the World Cup. Um, I personally am not, am not crazy about this. I mean, I know these guys are, uh, you know, they are constantly followed by doctors and, and trainers. And, uh, my hope is that their health is, is paramount. Um, but my fear is that, you know, soccer is a business and, uh, the, I, I'm I'm afraid that there are people around him that are just telling him what what he wants to hear. Um, you know this this guy was almost dead. He was dead for whatever thirty seconds before they had to use the defibrillator on him. Um, and that was I don't know less than a year ago. Uh, that seems scary, and this move seems quick to me but um i my hope is that he has the right people around him advising him on on this so uh what are your thoughts about this yeah 
It's, she doesn't it's like emotional. it either. Stay safe, Christian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think before uh, you know the cardiac arrest happened, he nobody knew about this, right? Uh, it was undiagnosed. So now it is diagnosed. So yeah, hopefully uh, everyone is proceeding with extreme caution. And you know, I assume Brentford has done all kinds of tests to ensure that he is fit enough or you know healthy enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, it'd be a great story. Uh, I also hope that if he can't, if it's not going to happen, that he, he is able to accept that, which I think would be yeah. really hard. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like, uh, he's given it a shot. He's got a team that's given him a shot and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it works out. <laughs> uh, we all hope it works out. I hope that he stays safe, healthy. Um, and I agree with you hundred percent, Mike, I think that might be the end of the pod. Uh, the Great little one the pod. has said, has said hello. And, uh, I think we got to do some tummy time. So, um, that's all I got. Thanks Cliff, Mike, stay warm. Thanks buddy. Thanks Cliff. This is a good one for you. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the outtakes. <laughs>